Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. We're going to talk about why kids leave church. That's right. You know, a few years ago, Lifeway Resources did a study, and it showed that 85% of kids are leaving the church upon graduation from high school. Well, that's frightening. It is. And the amazing thing is, most people will say that those numbers have risen, you know, over the last couple of years. And I think it, it begs the question for all of us, why are we losing kids? Mm-hmm. Why do we see them moving away from those things that have held them dearly? And uh, I, th- I think it's important for us to look at that. You know, it's it's interesting to me how the, the kids that I talk to, and, and I'm not saying that that the church has blown it. Uh, please don't hear me saying that. I don't think that the church is a bad place. I don't think that there aren't youth ministries that are very effective. I don't. It's not all those things. Our concern today are those kids that are leaving the church. It's not those that are involved in the church. And, and so I don't want anybody to take an accusation that understand. all kids are. But a, a, a large enough number are leaving that, that we, you've got to spend some time looking at that and saying, why are they bored? Why are they having a tough time? Why do they feel disconnected? Why do they feel like it's judgmental? And when the opportunity comes that a parent says, you choose what you want to do, that they say, you know what, I'd rather sleep than go listen to somebody talk for an hour. Well, their perception is their reality. So That's we have right. to look at it through their eyes. That's right. You know, I mean, and so these are kids that are, and perhaps you have a child that's involved in church and loves it. And I mean, they're having a wonderful experience. That's not who we're talking to today. We're talking to those kids who are losing interest somewhere. And I, and I think that that's where we as parents have got to sit back and say, what are the needs of our kids? What do we do to help our kids? Because I think the old style of saying, let's just have them involved in, uh, in a Sunday school class is not going to work. I, I don't think that uh, doing skits and just having songs and, and just having them in a worship service is going to work. I don't think a mission project alone is going to work. I think that what we're seeing is kids need the opportunity to develop a relationship with mm-hmm. somebody within the church that is a non-peer that can help walk them along and and encourage them and help apply the Word of God to their life in such a way that it's just not happening in other arenas. You know, I'm still thinking about the big picture. There was a time when the culture would support the idea of kids going to church. Right. That's no longer true. It's It's, not. It's not the cultural norm to go to church now. It's really not. You know, I mean, kids go to a number of different things. They're involved in so many different things. And, and I think when you look at Sunday as being a day of rest, many people, because they are so burnt out during the week, look at Sunday as a day, I want to stop. I think that's why people you know, have gone to Saturday night services so much, because they want to have a day that is somewhat free for them. Our kids are getting worn out, and, and so they're being very selective on where they go. And so we have to be inclusive. We have to make sure that we're not judgmental. And we have to offer them something that they need. That's why they come.
You've heard me mention that I started a program called HeartLight that has now helped over 3,000 families and teens by having them come live with us in Longview, Texas. Here's an alternative. And almost 90% of the people who attend this Family in Crisis conference that we hold four times a year never have to send their teen off to a program. Before you send, come and attend. You'll have the opportunity to spend with 30 other parents, and I'll help you understand what is happening to your teen and also spend time coming up with a plan to stop the crisis in your home. It's a two-day seminar located on the Heartlight campus in Longview, Texas. Our upcoming event is October 20th through the 22nd, and you can sign up by going to www.familycrisisretreat.com. That's familycrisisretreat.com. I hope you'll take time to come spend a couple of days with us and stop the crisis that you're experiencing in your family. Hey, this two-day event can change the direction of your family. It can save your marriage and just might be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life and the life of your team. We always try to get real practical here on the program, so let's uh, let's talk about what parents can do in this situation, that's, Mark. That's right. You know, the first thing is just expect some difficulty. You know, when you expect it, it doesn't mean that it's going to come, but at least you're prepared for it when it does come. You know, church attendance is in opposition to the many messages of the world, and, and, and so it's just saying you're going to be battling uphill for your teen's spiritual life. Somewhere along the line, just know that it's going to be tough. Your child will want to back out. Your child will become uninvolved. Your child will not want to participate. They'll feel like they're too busy. There's other things to do. It gets crowded out. So don't be surprised when that all comes down. Yeah, that's going to happen. I mean, I think that's normal adolescence. The second thing is start early. Simply demanding church attendance when your child is a teen won't cause them to pursue faith. Instead, create a habit of church attendance, thoughtful spiritual discussions, and serving activities when your children are young. Don't try to just throw this on them, you know, when they become 14 years old, saying, well, these are the things we're going to do. They're going to look with a raised brow at you and go, what are we doing this for? Don't you think that mom and dad are guilty sometimes of talking too openly in front of our teens about our own criticisms of the church, whatever they might be? You know, I think so. I mean, they already hear it. Now, now remember, our kids are getting bombarded with information right and left. They hear of every pastor that's made a mistake. The, they hear of any youth minister that's made a mistake. They They get that. But there's already a, a mistrust issue in a world where kids are trying to develop relationships. We don't need to feed that. That's right. Yeah. And look for heroes. And so when when parents share their criticisms because they're friends with their kids, because they have a better relationship with their kids, I would just use a little bit of forethought about how a child's going to interpret that and whether that will push them away from the church. Because what you hear from kids over and over now is that they think that everybody in the church is hypocritical. For those kids that are leaving mm-hmm. the church that mm-hmm. are saying that, you know, when you're dealing with one of those kids that are struggling with their participation, then start to let them make some determinations for their life. Don't overcontrol their church attendance, you know, because this may produce the opposite effect of what you're looking for. If you have a child that doesn't want to go to church or you have a child that wants to go to another church, I'm going to suggest somewhat of a little timeline for you here. And and that timeline moves a child from age 12 or 13 when they're first starting out all the way to age 18, where you want them to have a, a great sense of discernment and make decisions for their life. Yeah, develop a timeline. 
At age 13, you're going to go to Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and you're going to be involved in Bible study, and you're going to go to summer camp. At that age, as the parent, I'm going to decide that That's for you. right. Okay. That's right. At some point, I'm saying, this is what I want for my child. I want to expose them to different things. I want them to be involved. But I'm readily going to start moving toward the point where I want my child to start making decisions and take control of their life. So that so when they're 14, you only have to go to Sunday morning, Wednesday night, involved in Bible study. You don't have to go to summer camp. When you're 15, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and I want you to do something with others that provides spiritual input. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what we're doing. We use the scripture that says, you know, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he won't depart from it. So training isn't just spiritual training. Part of that training, I think, has got to involve the child making decisions, making choices, learning how to to discern what's right and what's wrong, which only happens with practice, and making a choice. It's not moving a kid to ambivalence. It's moving a kid to be able to make decisions. And so... So that's part of this training that's going on. We just happen to be using church as one of those training opportunities. Mm -hmm. So when a child turns 16, you can go to Sunday morning, and I want you to choose what other event you're going to be going to, Bible study, Young Life, Campus Life, K-Life, So you're letting out the range. You're giving them the decision to make as they mature. That's right, because I want you to make choices, but I also want you to have some spiritual influence. At 17, I look at my kids and I go, look, I just want you to be involved in something. But can we eat lunch together after the Sunday morning service? Okay. And then at age 18, I look at my child and I go, look, it's up to you. What I'm not saying is that I don't care about their spiritual development. What I am saying is I want you to make good choices and I want faith to become yours. Yeah. And sometimes by releasing the opportunity of forcing them to go, they may embrace those things that they've learned. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.